Hey, it is Matthew J. Thanks for checking out the show. Do you like spooky, wicked conspiracy histories and stories? Do you like hearing short stories that just make you question, is that true? Then sit down and turn up the volume. All information used in this podcast is protected by fair use. Episode 21, The Flatwoods Monster. To all my listeners, happy holidays. I know we are getting close to long hours of decorating, wrapping gifts, long car rides to see family. Remember, you can listen to this show to get through those things with joy. Let me introduce myself. My name is Matthew J. I'm your host and storyteller. I love talking to people and listening about their stories, about anything they find interesting. I graduated with a history degree from the University of North Carolina. I enjoy telling stories and doing the research to get deeper into these accounts. So this podcast is about history, kooky tales, cryptozoology, ghost stories, and all the conspiracy theories that keep me asking, is that true? This is the astonishing 21st episode, and please reach out to me via the email address if you would like to share a story about your own experience. The email address again is s.w.chistorypodcast at gmail.com. The accounts I will be talking about tonight take place in West Virginia. The state slogan for a long time was, Wild and Wonderful West Virginia. This state has a lot of wild crypto creatures that either live there or like to visit. Their stories make this episode wonderful, you the listeners but it was a real nightmare for a family from Flatwoods, West Virginia. Let us get ready for this story. So grab a hot chocolate and some snacks. This story is going to be one that will have you questioning, is that true? Let us start there and pull information from the Google machine and learn a little history. Stay with me. This is just to give us the backdrop. Flatwoods, West Virginia is a town located in Braxton County. The population of Flatwoods in 2010 was 277 residents. The town of Flatwoods was founded in 1873. This town was a midway point for the trans on both the West Virginia and Pittsburgh Railroad and the Baltimore and Ohio Railroad. Dr. J. Allen Hynek, the well-respected astronomer, defense researcher, and part of Project Blue Book, establishes the Close Encounter Scale. Item 1, known as Close Encounters of the First Kind. It's when someone simply observes a UFO, but the UFO leaves no evidence. Item number 2, Close Encounter of the Second Kind. A UFO leaves physical traces it was present, such as burns on the ground or broken branches. And last but not least, item number 3, Close encounters of the third kind. A person makes contact with a UFO or other life form. That is some good information to help us get going on this audible adventure. Let me be honest. This is the story that got me excited about all the history and folklore that every state, 
city, town that people love to share. I saw this story on History Channel's Monster Quest, and I read about it in many written articles and internet sites that kept coming back to this really remarkable story. So this is one of my favorite, and I do own a t-shirt that has an image of the Flatwoods Monster. It was the evening of September 12, 1952. It was past dusk, and the night was becoming darker in the town of Flatwoods. Four boys were playing outside in the grass area of the Flatwoods Elementary School. The four boys are Edward May, Freddie May, Neil Nunley, and Tom Heyer. As the boys are goofing around and having a good time, all of a sudden they spot something in the sky. It is a bright light streaking across above them. They follow the light and it seems to crash into a hillside near a local farm. That farm was owned by G. Bailey. The four boys begin to run towards the farm, curious what they will find when they get there. On their way towards the farm, the boys pass the Mays' house. The boys run into the house and grab Kathleen May, the mother of Edward and Freddie. I can just imagine the boys jumping all around out of breath, and Kathleen is like, settle down, and starts saying, start from the beginning. They convinced Kathleen, but she was not ready to go alone with just these four boys. So she called a neighbor, a National Guardsman by the name of Eugene Lemon. Eugene Lemon agrees to show up at the Mays' house. The group is now up to six people. The group of six and a family dog known as Richie all head out to the farm. You know, like the mystery gang in Scooby, just minus the green mystery machine. Okay, now it's dark. The night has settled. The six Flatwood residents begin to get closer to the farm. As they get closer, they see a pulsing red light through a tree line that and into the field. Eugene Lemon did bring a flashlight with him, and he turns it on to start searching the wooded area and the field. The light hits a hillside, and all of a sudden, floating above the ground, in among some tree branches, is a creature. Wait till you hear this description. The flashlight hits a 10-foot tall creature with glowing green spots for eyes. The head is wearing a hood shaped like a spade. It has a blood red face and it appears to be wearing a dark metal dress. Behind the creature was, quote, a glowing ball of fire as big as a house, which grew dimmer and brighter in intervals, end quote. The alien hands were twisted and had huge, terrible looking claws. This 10 foot tall being was levitating off the ground. It did not have legs. Yikes. This sounds like one scary looking thing. The group begins to scream all at once and they are in shock. The dog, Richie, runs off heading back to the May house. One of the younger boys pees his pants. They were scared. The creature begins to hiss and starts to glide towards the witnesses. A strange thick mist begins to surround the group and it is coming from the alien. The fog begins to make the six cough and their eyes begin to water. They all run away in terror. As they get closer to the house, some of the members begin to suffer from throat irritation, vomiting, and nausea. They get back to the house, drink water, and vomit even more. They do not see the creature anywhere, but they call the local sheriff's office. Within minutes, a sheriff, Robert Carr, arrives to the May House to get their statement and write a report about what he finds. He finds a party of people really frightened and speaking incoherently. A little later, a reporter from the Braxton Democrat, an A.L. Stewart Jr., arrives at the May House. He begins to question and talks to Eugene Lemon into taking him back to the crash site. When the two men get there, the creature is gone. However, the odor is still present in Mr. Stewart. It was, quote, sickening and irritating, end quote. He also locates a gooey-like substance on the hillside. Mr. Stewart was an Air Force veteran, and he stated later that he never smelled an odor like that one in Flatwoods that night. Wow, that is amazing. 
Holy cow, what a close encounter. But that is not the last one in the area. On September 13, 1952, about 20 miles away south of Flatwoods, a family of three, George and Edith Sinowski, and their 18-month son were driving on Route 4 through Braxton County when all of a sudden the car suddenly stops running. They have gas, and it just coasts to a stop. It was dark, and the family was all by themselves on the road, and George cannot get the car to start back up. All of a sudden, a bright light begins to shine from the woods, and it gets brighter as it gets closer to the car. They begin to smell a foul, sulfur-like odor. The light turns into, quote, a 10-foot-tall creature, minus the spade-shaped hood. But the next part is a nightmare. The head looked like a reptile and very bony. The creature floats over the hood of the car, and as it does, it drags its lizard-like hands and claws over the hood. The baby begins to cry, and George and Edith try to calm the child. The creature keeps moving and disappears into the woods. All of a sudden, the car restarts on its own, and the couple hit the gas to get away. Now that is some amazing details. Some other podcasts and TV shows talk about this story and ask some crazy questions. One is about the aliens in Kentucky. If you've been listening to this podcast, you might remember episode 13 about the alien invasion in Kentucky. The aliens were described wearing metal suits. Now, they were smaller than the Flatwoods 10-foot monster. Was this an alien rescue crew or just a coincidence? Some have asked that question, but the alien invasion happened in 1955, so I do not agree that these are related. What about the other West Virginia story we've covered, The Mothman, that took place in 1966? Some talking heads try to convince people that the Flatwoods monster lived for 14 years in the West Virginia wilderness, morphing into the Mothman. I do not believe this either. Flatwoods and Point Pleasant are 124 miles apart, and 14 years for a foreign creature to live on Earth does not sound feasible. Plus, the Mothman and the Kentucky Green Men did not bring a horrible disease to its visitors. The six members of the Flatwoods party later in life became very sick with cancer, very rare cancers, and it was an illness that took their lives. The families of the Mays, Nunley, Heyer, and Lemon blamed the creature and that miss to be the cause of the cancers. What do you think? Do you think that the Flatwoods monster was an alien from outer space that crashed near a West Virginia farm? Do you think the search party of six may have seen an owl? Some people who doubt this story state it was an owl. How many owls are 10 feet tall and wear a metal dress? Plus, do you know an owl that emits horrible gas? I know these people saw something, but what? Again, I enjoy how this nightmare has bonded this small community. The town of Flatwoods has constructed five large wooden chairs that resemble the creature and have them placed in areas owned by the town for tourist visits. The Flatwoods Monster Museum is located on the main street in downtown Sutton two miles from Flatwoods. This museum is also the Braxton County Visitor Center. Why not? Also, per many websites, there have been attempts to hold a September event called the Flatwoods Monster Fest that includes vendors, pancake breakfast at the elementary school, storytellers, talks about the creature, a cake decorating contest, monster movie showings, and on Saturday, a Flatwoods Monster Parade. But due to COVID, it seems that these activities have slowed down for the small town. 
I love this story, and that is why I wanted to share it with you. Do you like this podcast? Then we need you to thank Anchor for helping to get this podcast distributed. Please share the show with your family, friends, coworkers, aliens from another planet, or any creature you know that listens to podcasts. The show needs your five-star reviews on Apple to get more listeners, which helps us get new stories. If you cannot do a five-star review, then please, right after this show, share a link of the show with seven of your friends or family members. All of us need a good story to listen to on our commute to work, working out in the gym, walking the dog, or right before bed. The newest Apple five-star review from listener K Parcel one states, Fun and interesting podcast about spooky local stories. I enjoy listening to some I've heard of and new ones I haven't. Thank you. Please email suggested stories or some of your stories that I can read on the podcast. Please email me at s period w period c history podcast at gmail.com. The show is on the Nextdoor app. Please follow the Spooky Wicked Conspiracy History Group. Join the group and get the show in a direct line to me to talk about the podcast. Just a reminder for the new listeners, the Spooky Wicked Conspiracy History Podcast is now on iHeartRadio. Thank you and keep listening for the next show. Good day and good night. Thank you.